Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. The Graveyard Riddle by Lisa Thompson. One chapter. I know. Do you want to eat real quick? Oh, okay. She's okay. Let's let's go get food. She's hungry, people. She's hungry. Look, people. It's the magic of production. Peyton already got a snack, and it's just been a second. Wow, production's amazing, huh, Pey? <laughs> okay. The Graveyard Griddle. Chap. Griddle. Oh my! I think I'm hungry for breakfast. The Graveyard Riddle, chapter 16, page 105. I couldn't wait to tell how that I'd solved the riddle, but first I had school. Oh yeah, because it was Sunday and now it's Monday. The day went really slowly, like it always did when I wanted something else to be done. In the morning I had English, science, and French. Interesting. I like science. I want to be a scientist when I grow up. You do? Angron, oh my gosh, Angron used to be married to somebody that was a scientist. I know, cool. Matthew was in all of my classes and we said hello, but I didn't make any effort to talk to him. Why should I? He clearly preferred Jake's company over mine. Besides, I was too busy thinking, what did a mirror mean? What did it have to do with the mysterious missing necklace? Now that Matthew was hanging out with Jake, I didn't have anyone to sit with at lunchtime. I ate my sandwiches in the corner of the cafeteria and then headed to the library to finish some homework. After half an hour, the bell rang for the next class, which was P.E. I came out of the library and Jake and Matthew were waiting for me in the corridor. Melody, why are they waiting for her? Have you gotten a spare, have you gotten a spare pair of sneakers with you or shorts or top, said Jake? No. I said, why? What's happened? Jake has forgotten his P.E. clothes again, said Matthew. It was not good. This was not good. We had softball in the field with Mr. Jenkins now. If it was any other teacher, Jake would probably just get a negative mark. But there was no knowing what Mr. Jenkins might do. Ask someone else, I said. I've asked everyone and no one can help, said Jake. He looked upset. I couldn't help, but I felt sorry for him. How about asking your mom and dad to bring it in, said Matthew. We could get... We could get the office to call them now. Mom's at work and dad lives too far away to get here in time, said Jake. And anyways, the class starts now and it's too late. I'm dead. Just to be honest and tell Mr. Jenkins you're really sorry, but you forgot But you forgot it, I said. Tell him that there's no, not an excuse not to play. You are looking forward to baseball and you want to join wearing your school uniform. Jake thought about it. His face brightened a little. Yeah, maybe. He can't get angry if I'm still willing to take part, can he? He'll know I didn't do it on purpose to get out of class. Exactly, I said. Sorry. <laughs> Jake looked a bit more cheerful. He and Matthew went off to, to the sports hall, and I followed behind them. When I got to the changing room, I found a space in the corner besides me were Carrie and Monique. I changed quickly into my PE clothes and kept my head down. Everyone around me was chatting and giggling about something that had happened on social media, but I didn't know what they were talking about. 
I sat down to tie my sneakers. Carrie was brushing her hair and and tying it back in a pony, and Monique was putting on some lip gloss using her phone as a mirror. Even though we weren't allowed to have phones out during school hours, she glanced over at me and her screen, and I over at over her screen at me, and I smiled. She smiled back, but didn't say anything. The girls my year weren't ever horrible to me, but I think that it was. I think that it was because to them I was invisible. Sometimes I even felt like they were looking right through me. I was just of no interest. That was absolutely fine with me. I didn't want to be a part of their lip gloss world. I had Frankie and the graveyard and Hal and my very own spy mission. I stuffed my uniform in my bag to make sure that nothing got lost or taken and hung hung it on a book oh hung it on a hook before heading out to the field. Mr. Jenkins was marking out on a field using uh, marking out on a field using some plastic cones. A few of the boys spilled out of the other changing room. I spotted Matthew, but there was no sign of Jake. I went over. What happened? I said. Did Mr. Jenkins let him off? Matthew looked white. Not exactly. He said he's got to go take part and find something to wear. My stomach churned on Jake's behalf. Not... Not the lost property bin, I said. The corridor outside of the changing room was bright blue bin filled with muddy socks, ripped rugby tops, and old sneakers. It stink of mold when you walk past it. Anything in there would be utterly disgusting. It's worse than that, said said Matthew. Mr. Jenkins said that there was nothing appropriate in in, in lost property. He went and got a box from the drama department. The drama department, I said, but that's, that means I'd have to, he'd have to wear, I stopped. The chatter of students around us had suddenly gone deathly silent. The door to the boys' changing room slowly opened and Jake appeared squinting in the bright sun. There was an audible gasp like this. (gasps) Oh no, I said. Jake was wearing gray tights and his body was covered in a large cardboard box painted silver. His arms jutted out in awkward angles. He was wearing the Tin Man costume from the last winter school production of The Wizard of Oz. Why's he got that on for, said Lila. Hey, Jake called Joseph. The yellow brick road is that way. Matthew and I rushed over to him. It was either Dorothy's dress. uh, It was either this or Dorothy's dress, he said. His face had a tight look when you, a tight look. When you know someone's trying not to cry. As much as he'd been mean to me, seeing him humiliated was awful. Don't let them beat you, I said. Hold your head high and pretend to be not to be bothered, okay? Melody's right, said Matthew, and we're on your side. Jake nodded, and then he turned to the rest of the class and grinned. Has anyone got an oil can, he yelled. Oh, good, like he's trying to be funny. There were a few snickers from the rest of the class, but they stopped and Mr. Jenkins walked over, pounding a soft baseball bat into his palm. You took your time, Jake, he said. Maybe next time you'll think twice about forgetting your clothes, eh? Right. Get to it, teams. Let's play. How can, I wonder how come the teacher doesn't like him. Interesting. That is true. Like Some teacher, teachers just don't like certain kids. Which that's not... Teachers aren't supposed to like... I know. I mean, teachers are supposed to like all kids. Yeah. But... They all, all teachers don't like that one kid. I know, I think so too. There's always that one kid that drives me crazy. Jake couldn't run very fast in his giant cardboard box, and everyone laughed at him. 
On the plus side, he was out pretty quickly. <sighs> this meant sitting on the side of the in the baking sun. When Jake's team when it was Jake's team's turn to field, he stayed out he stayed right at the end of the field where it was unlikely for the ball to end up. Whenever I looked his way, I thought his eyes looked dazed. It was like a bot it was like his body was there, but his head had gone somewhere else to a place where he wasn't being humiliated by a teacher. PE class was the last class of the day. I hurried up to get changed and I caught up with Matthew and Jake and headed home. Jake was pushing his bike besides Matthew and they were walking in silence. Are you okay? I said to Jake. Jake just shrugged and stared down at the ground. Well, I thought you were brilliant this afternoon, I said. Matthew brightened a little. You, Yeah, you kept your cool. I bet Mr. Jenkins was really annoyed by that, he said. For sure. He was probably livid, I said. He's he's not going to get away with it, Jake said quietly. Matthew looked over at me, concern on his face. Just leave it, Jake. You won't, you won't win against someone like Mr. Jenkins. Jake shook his head and his eyes were red so that the tip so was the tip of his nose. I'll get him back one day, he said. He wiped his face on his sleeve and then he jumped on his bike and pedaled away. We watched him go. Mr. Mr. Jenkins had it in for Jake. We all knew it and I think even the teachers did too. But Jake had a reputation for being a troublemaker and so they mostly turned a blind eye. Mm-hmm. I think that the other teachers were also a bit scared of Mr. of Mr. Jenkins. I'd never seen anyone stand up to him. That is, apart from Mrs. Chambers, our teacher in fifth grade. And that's how the whole thing began. Oh, we got story time. Ooh, I can't wait. Because honestly, I don't like bullies. And I like when people stick up to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, ready? A few times a year, our middle school would host sports competitions for the local youngsters at school. The school had been brilliant, has brilliant sports facilities, and the older students would help to organize the day for the young kids. One spring, when we were still in elementary school, a baseball tournament was organized, and our fifth grade class was invited to take part. Our teacher, Mrs. Chambers, asked for volunteers, and ten of us were chosen, including me and Jake. Matthew didn't put his hand up. I think he was quite happy to stay in the classroom. When it was time for us to leave, the ten of us waited by the school gates wearing our P.E. clothes. Mrs. Chambers appeared in the and from the office carrying Jake's yellow medical bag. The bag contained emergency supplies needed should an accident come in contact with... Oh, should he accidentally come in contact with something that he had an allergic reaction to, like peanut or shrimp? Right. I want everyone walking in pairs, Mrs. Chambers said. She headed to the front of the line. Jake, if you get too hot and your skin flares up, just let me know, okay? Aw, that's nice of her. Yeah. All right, said the team. Oh, all right, team squirrel. Let's go and shoot some hoops. She waved Jake's, she waved Jake's bag at the cheerleaders um, like it was a cheerleader's palm, and we all whooped. We loved Mrs. Chambers. She was always jolly and made our lessons fun. And even if she had to come up with a ridiculous name for our team. It was 20 minutes. It was a 20 minute walk to the high school and a final 10 and the final 20 minutes were up a steep hill. Mrs. Chambers wasn't particularly fit and she found it quite a struggle. Go ahead. Just wait for me at the gate. She said as well 
She said as we all overtook her, we stopped for a moment and rested her hands. She stopped for a moment, rested her hands on the top of her thighs, breathing hard. If she doesn't hurry up, we're going to miss the first game, said Tom. He took our high school sports afternoon seriously. We watched Mrs. Chambers edged up the hill towards us. Her face was red, and there were two sweat patches seeping from her blouse under her armpits. Goodness, that was quite a climb, she said, finally reaching us. Right, let's go play ball. The tournament went like it always does, and we took part in the events like this, like the, like these. Oh, when we took parts of part in events like these by the time we got to the last game we were right at the bottom of the league we we aren't a very sporty class we all slumped and we all sat slumped and sweaty in the corner of the hall there was still one game to go you've got to be marvelous said mrs chambers we're we're last said tom and you've been marvelous you've still been marvelous and you know it's joining it's the joining in that counts we don't we didn't know that mr jenkins back we didn't know mr jenkins back then he was just a pe teacher in charge of the event although he'd quickly worked out that he was that he was tough and didn't stand for any nonsense he walked over to us consulting a black oh consulting a black clipboard team squirrel you're in last place he said and he tucked his clipboard under his arm and crouched down in front of us so what are you going to do about it we stared at him and Miss Chambers chuckled. What are they going to do, Mr. Jenkins? Mr. Jenkins is enjoy the part of the final match. Isn't that right, Team Squirrels? She said. We blinked up at her and then blinked back at Mr. Jenkins. His lips seemed to have curled up slightly. Anyways, you're up against the dragons now, he said, ignoring her. Look sharp and put in some effort. He stood up, took a sliver of his silver whistle out of his top pocket, and blasted it, making us and Mr. Chambers jump. We slowly got to our feet. Mr. Chambers chose five of us for the team, and we dragged ourselves out to the middle of the court. Mr. Jenkins refused. Or re- Mr. Jenkins refereed the match, and any time anyone did something wrong, he gave a sharp peep, peep, like for his whistle, on his whistle, and then pointed, pointed at them. He was particularly tough on Jake, who I could tell was really trying. Tom managed to get two hoops, but then when the final whistle blew, we lost, 34-4. to The other team cheered, and one of the team players threw the ball high up in the air in celebration. Mr. Jenkins went all around, patting each of them on the back. Mrs. Chambers came onto the court and surprised us by catching the plummeting ball. Well done, squirrels. Well done, she said. You gave it your best shot. Mr. Jenkins laughed. I'm sure... I'm not sure congratulations are in order, Mrs. Chambers. Your team lost every single match. Do you really think praises do? Mrs. Chambers tucked the the ball under her arm and took a step closer to Mr. Jenkins. He took a slight step backwards. I disagree, Mr. Jenkins, she said. I think my squirrels did well today. They didn't give up and they showed resilience. Listening is sometimes a good lesson in life, don't you think? Oh, losing is sometimes a good lesson in life, don't you think? Mr. Jenkins chuckled. Well, I don't know about that personally he said oh have you always been a winner mr jenkins mrs chambers said have you never come last in anything at all mr jenkins frowned as if he was thinking and then shrugged nope some people are just born winners i guess he said and he looked up and down at her and stared back yeah i think she's gonna say something i can't wait 
The sports hall began to hush and the other teams and teachers then realized something that was going on. Mrs. Chambers nodded at Mr. Jenkins and she began to thump the basketball into the floor. Once, twice, three times. Oh no, she isn't, is she? Whispered Mr. Jenkins. Miss, whispered Jake. Mr. Jenkins watched her. She bounced the ball and seemed to be finding it amusing. This might be hard for you to believe, Mr. Jenkins, but I used to be quite useful in the basketball court back in the day, said Mrs. Chambers. Mr. Jenkins laughed. It is hard to believe that, yes, he said, folding his arms to his side. Mrs. Chambers bounced the ball again. Four, five, six. The thumps echoed in the hall. How about we shoot some hoops, just you and me, she said. Mr. Jenkins frowned. I'm sorry, he said incredulously. Best of five, said Mrs. Chambers. Come on, what do you say? Mr. Jenkins stared at her and she began to circle him. They looked like two cowboys waiting to see who was going to draw first. I wouldn't want to humiliate, humiliate you, he said quietly. Mrs. Chambers didn't even blink. Oh, I think I can take it, she said. Our class whooped and cheered for Mr. Jenkins. And che our class whooped and cheered and Mr. Jenkins darted a look at us. Okay. If you insist, best of five, he said. Everyone in the hall gathered around the hoop in a big semicircle as the contest began. Mr. Jenkins said that Mrs. Chambers could go first. Come on, Mrs. Chambers, you can do it, said Jake. She gave him a smile before making her way to throw to the free throw line. She stuck out her tongue a little bit as she concentrated, and then she sent the ball up into the air. It was a weak throw, and it didn't reach anywhere near the hoop. Team Squirrels groaned. And it's a miss, yelled Mr. Jenkins. Mrs. Chambers turned to us and gave us a big smile. Mr. Jenkins was up next. He walked to the line and threw the ball without any hesitation. It went straight in. One nil, he shouted. There was a smattering of applause. Come on, Miss Chambers, said Samara our team, on our team. You can do it. Our teacher nodded at her and then took position. She threw the ball again, harder. This time, it hit the back, back of the edge of the hoop and bounced back. Oh, that was close, said Jake. Mrs. Chambers and Mr. Jenkins swapped places, and Mr. Jenkins threw the ball and scored. Two nil, said Mr. Chambers. You're up. She walked to the line and bounced the ball in front of her. Excited, chatter began to fill the hall, and Jake began to clap. Shoot the hoop, shoot the hoop, shoot the hoop, he shouted, slapping his hands together at the same time. The rest of Team Squirrel joined in before long, and the entire hall was chanting. Mr. Jenkins looked around. His face was like a threatening cloud just before you heard a rumble of thunder. The J Mrs. Chambers walked to the line, ready to shoot. A hush descended around the hall. Everyone was completely silent as she threw the ball. It wavered in the air, sank and sank straight through the hoop. Everyone erupted, clapping, cheering, and banging their feet on the floor. It sound The sound was absolutely deafening. Like, it was so loud that they cheered because she made a hoop. It was so, so loud that you couldn't hear anything else that they were cheering so hard. It was as if Mrs. Chambers had just won an Olympic gold medal. Two, one, yelled Mr. Jenkins above the cheer, above the cheers. He walked to the line, thumping the ball with extra force in the ground. He waited for everyone to quiet down. If I get it in, I'm afraid that it's a, it's game over. He called out and turned back, ready to shoot. There was a collective intake in the air and everyone held their breath. He bounced the ball once, twice, and then jumped through it. The ball soared through the air and sank through the hoop, barely touching the edges. He won. Yes, get in, said Mr. Jenkins. He punched the air three times. Then he held his arms out to the crowd, but the crowd was silent. 
There were no cheers, no applause, no stamping of feet, nothing. He looked around in disbelief and then his eyes fixed on Jake, the small boy with eczema who had started the chant. Mrs. Chambers turned to us and smiled. Come on, team squirrels, she said. It's time to go home. I thought she was going to say something about how he he lost at home because his wife left with the kids. Now that would have been, that would have been good. Huh, Peyton? I thought it, she, he was going to lose. Nah, I didn't think so because she's out of shape and he is really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's almost time to start the day. Should we do one more chapter? Two more. Two more? Okay, let's see what time is it. 6.21. Okay, maybe two more. All right.